the dude who had it as his subject to rap about, he was like, I don't know about this carabiner. It's same. It's the same size as your wiener. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, you know, when you have to rhyme carabiner with something. It's sure. got to be wiener. What be else wiener. rhymes with carabiner other than wiener? Don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. What an excellent day for an exorcism. He's gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Have you checked the children, children, children? Be afraid. Be very afraid. I you only murder boys. I go both ways. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Woo! There's a crisp in the air. Oh, I know. I feel it. The flannels came out. We are again wearing both black (laughs) and green. (laughs) It's the like lagoon colors. I also just like black and green four, together. Four ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just have a lot of black and then a lot yep, of little earth tones. Yes. <laughs> and little pops of color yeah. every now and then. I am one of those people that think brown and black goes mm-hmm. really well together. You too? I do too. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like your jacket though. That's cute. Is this? it like corduroy? Yeah. You know Ooh. where it's from? Um. Old Navy? No, but I love Old Navy. Ace Hardware? I don't know. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> REI? No. So I've I've never ever shopped at Walmart. Oh. Before yeah. my partner Andrew yes. took me there. Yes. And then I was like, whoa, they have like utility pants yes. and like Dickie's giant jackets and stuff and then they had all these like men's corduroy long sleeves and i was like this is great yeah yeah the problem is is like it feels gross to shop there yeah um well but everywhere feels gross yes the well the i think the 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 walmart in reno is a little (laughs) seasoned it's ho- it's a hostile environment it is. there. It's a little interesting. Every time I've gone in, like there was one lady who was on the phone and she like <laughs> she happened to have the same name as me, so that's why I kind of like looked around yeah. and looked at her. But she like she put like a whole like giant package of like meat in her purse but like so she took the meat yeah she took the meat but like there's can't yeah it was purse (laughs) meat but she you know i'm not i'm not opposed to somebody like trying to make it work to survive and you know it's walmart it's a huge they can afford it they can afford it you know yeah Uh, but there's like so many cameras there and it just there's security everywhere and i think people probably do steal a lot of things yeah well they check your receipts yeah yeah it's like they're trying to they're trying to be costco i know well you'll never be be exclusive never be costco I mean, I like Costco. Me too. They have good clothes too. <laughs> yes. Oh, I recently saw a TikTok that was like, "This is who I am now," and it was like a this. I don't know if it was satire. This lady was having a general reaction, but she kind of started to break down 
And her partner was like, what's going on? And she's like, I just never knew that I've become that person mm. that would buy clothes where I shop for food. <laughs> <laughs> and she was in a Costco. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a it's an awakening. Um, but if you just embrace it, you'll get to the other side of it. And it and I found and some, the grass is green. Dude, I found some gems at Costco. Yeah. Like I found my um long length parka oh yeah and it goes like past my knees and it's my favorite jacket to wear during the winter because mm-hmm. i feel like i'm just wearing a big a sleeping bag sleeping bag yeah. but it's like cute mm-hmm. i've seen it i remember yeah. it yes yeah. yeah yeah and i got that at costco mm-hmm. for 30 dollars mm-hmm. where at an rei it would be like 250 mm-hmm. 300 dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah we're bargain ladies well you know when you're in your 30s exactly <laughs> You start becoming uh, uh, more uh, choosy yeah. and more uh, just aware of your purchases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, little creepy crawler cave creatures. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Serena. And we are Babes for the Black Lagoon, our cute little podcast where we hang out and talk about our favorite horror genre films while bridging the gap between our lady thoughts and the movie. I just love that you wrote Lady Thoughts. I put LOL Lady Thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah. I love a Lady Thought. Yeah. We have good perspective. Yes. Lady Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel like Lady Thought is like akin to like girl dinner. Mm, Which, you know, that's in the discourse right now. Yeah, totally. Um, A girl dinner can be like a complex... It could be be so many things. Yeah. So can a Lady Thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just like... Your um, baby bell cheese yeah. and your slice of salami. It can be a whole box of Captain Crunch. It can. Or I think it also could be like, you know, I really want to put a lot of effort and make like something really delicious yeah. and complex. With a glass of wine. Exactly. Yeah. We so can have it all. It's a broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is episode four. Yes. I feel like we've got like a nice flow going now yeah, we're, you know we're still ironing out the kinks yeah. but like we kind of know what we want to do yeah yeah um you know not 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 as much of a flow as carrie in our last episode mm-hmm. but like a good nice jazz and serena flow where it's chill mm-hmm. and but we're making time and space yeah yeah and it's low pressure which is kind of nice yeah it's just uh, again just a nice like excuse to hang out yes yeah Mm-hmm. And I look forward to it every Me time too. we put it on the calendar. I know. <laughs> um, well, Serena, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, how do you feel about caves? Dude, I fucking love caves. At least um, one of us does. <laughs> um, but like in a very specific way, like you'll, as you'll see, if you like go into my coffee table underneath some of those books, I have a book oh, on caves. Yeah. Is it the, this, this one? Yeah. That, that giant. Mm-hmm, cool. mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, the Lasco cave, mm. in the, the cave system in France that mm-hmm. has all these amazing preserved wall paintings on it. Um, but I, full disclaimer, have intense claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I can't see myself doing any of the activities that our ladies in this film do. Yes. Um, however, I remember, I have, like, really fond memories of going to Carlsbad Caverns with my mom in I've New Mexico. <gasps> Bro, you're, like, from New Mexico. I'm not from New Mexico. Jeremy's from New Mexico. Jeremy's from New Mexico. But you, didn't you live in New Mexico? Yeah, but I've never been there. 
Oh. I'm a California girl. We don't go anywhere. (laughs) You know, it's like family friendly. Not like our movie, but, um, you know, you go like a mile underground um, and you can either walk down or take like an elevator down. Mm -hmm. We walked down uh, through the natural cave opening Mm -hmm. where the bats come in and out. Mm. Um, But it's it's you didn't feel claustrophobic because there's the the chambers are huge. Yes. They're like multiple football field size chambers. Uh And you just you don't ever get that sense of like the walls closing in on you and like the pressure Mm -hmm. that all of all the rock that's on top of you. You just sort of feel like, wow, like I'm in this really beautiful place with all these stalactites and like pools of water that are like, you know, the water is like super ancient because it's taken so long to to get down there, Mm -hmm. like filtered through the rocks and stuff. But um, yeah, I went there with my mom and had a great time. Great. Um, Yeah, but I I can't see myself um, doing any uh, spelunking. (laughs) You're not a spelunking lady. No. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of caves. Like scientifically, I understand what they are. And I also respect that, like, at a, at, a, at a time in, you know, the life of humans, they provided protection, shelter um, for even animals. Mm-hmm. They still do that. But, like, I never knew I had claustrophobia until when I was working in Yosemite mm-hmm. on a, on a um, I used to be environmental education, and I had students... We went to lower Yosemite and there are uh, these caves called the spider caves. Mm. And it's like they're very unassuming. Like it's literally these two big boulders that are just like in the middle of a walkway Mm -hmm. in a pathway. And there's a little opening and you take them in there and there's it's all dark. It's pitch black. So like you have like your headlamp and a candle and whatnot. But I remember the first time I went there for staff training, I had I didn't have any like um perspective of what like the flow of the cave was going to be like Mm -hmm. and it wasn't so much the darkness that freaked me out but there was one part where you had to kind of go backwards Mm -hmm. and head first Mm -hmm. underneath this little Mm -hmm. pocket that's a no and (laughs) you in order to do that you could you could not have a light source Mm -hmm. because it was just the space was too tight so you had to like squeeze your body in there and not that I had, it wasn't obviously it was not the same thing that happened in this movie uh, with uh, Sarah's mm-hmm. character, but I just had this very like, oh my God, this is not okay. This is not okay. Cause I was, my body was so discombobulated yeah. and I did not like that feeling yeah. of no control. And it's like an unnatural thing for the human body, you know, mm-hmm. to like, like wiggle your way in between like mm-hmm. tight rocks. Like, like everything yeah. in your body is like, no, like I want to like expand my chest and breathe yes. and move my arms. And yeah. And I'm a busty girl too. Mm-hmm. So like just breathing right now. <laughs> My chest moves a lot. And so uh, I just remember that was my f- first kind of reaction of like, oh, my God, this is not okay. Yeah. And it was not a big space I had to go through. It was literally like two feet that I had to like navigate. But it was like that two feet unlocked something in mm-hmm. my head. Um, And I remember when I did that, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the descent. <laughs> Uh, see, and that's the thing is like you'd seen the movie before you did yeah yeah and i just like was like oh 
Um, but obviously it's not the same caliber, not the same. Uh, but yeah, um, I I think I yeah, what you're describing, I think I could like if it's an open, open, open space mm-hmm. and there's like lights and like there's mm-hmm. other things to kind of focus on mm-hmm. i can totally get behind that yeah there is there was a point on the tour though when he so he like walked around with this little like lantern um candlelit lantern and he he turned off all the lights and told the story about the the kid who like quote unquote discovered the cave and how he like knocked himself out on accident like way down there and only had like three matches left oh my god so he like lights each match and then it's like complete darkness. And so everyone's sta- like, you have no depth perception whatsoever. Um, and you're just, you start to kind of feel the weight of like all the earth above you. No, thank you. Yeah. But <laughs> but that was only, you know, that was like, you know, a few minutes. Um, yeah. But it was cool. Dude, but like as a water sign, I already feel too much from the world. I don't need to put myself in that position where it's like, you are literally filling yeah. the world. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the weight of the world. The weight of the world. Um, <laughs> but anyways, if you can't tell, the reason why uh, we are kind of discussing it, the concepts of like tight spaces and caves, um, it has to do with our film today, the chilling horror thriller of 2005, The Descent. Mm. Um, Serena, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I do, and I am, like, reminded of what you said when you first watched The Witch. I think you said, like, it chilled me to the core, Mm -hmm. and that's what this one did. It, like, shook me, Um, you know, because I'm an outdoor lady. Like, I like to explore. I like to go out and do things, not necessarily caving and spelunking, but, you know, different kinds of activities, hiking, um, Camping. I was like, what's another activity? What do we do? do? What do we do? do? Camping, you know. um, So I like to be outside and sometimes at night. And, you know, it just kind of, it kind of tapped into this sort of like primal survival in the elements kind of mindset that you can find yourself in. Mm -hmm. But I think I was mostly just like intrigued and kind of concerned about the possibility that there's like, devolved humans potentially out there you know and like i was like biologically would that make sense and i was like maybe like maybe yeah you know so i i just i loved how there you just didn't see the creatures for so long and they were just kind of out of shot out of like in the darkness waiting and watching subtle yes and I thought they did that so beautifully, mm-hmm. but it just like even thinking about it, I got like, yeah, you know, the, just like what's out there in the dark is like such a a primal human feeling for sure. Like I remember again, like yeah, in a different lifetime when I was in outdoor education, I took kids on night hikes, and I never felt unsafe because I was controlling the situation. Um, there was only like certain times where. I was kind of like, well, it's a little, it's a little dark, but like, I know where I'm going. I can mm-hmm. navigate. Um, but there was a couple of times where I felt that tingle in the mm-hmm. back of my neck that, huh, there's something like, and it was probably mostly an animal mm-hmm. that I was sensing. Um, and where I was uh, doing these night hikes, it was very much like mountain lion, coyote, uh, habitat. I think there was only one 
location where it was there were a black bear in the mm-hmm. area. But there was that there was only a couple of instances where I felt like uneasy. Mm-hmm. And that's what this film, when I first saw it, like made me feel mm-hmm. because of that primal unknown entity is in the space and I can't see it. But yeah. because you're in this cave that is cutting off a lot of sensations, mm-hmm. like you're just kind of heightened. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I first saw this movie at a basketball sleepover and like it must have been 2005 yeah and it was like that classic like let's watch a scary movie right. you know right. like oh we went to blockbuster right. and got this one and i just remember being like not okay <laughs> and it was definitely that classic like i cannot fall asleep mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. like how are these people sleeping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i cannot fall asleep well i i mean yeah, that that's a, that sounds like a lot for a little basketball slumber party. Yeah, 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 a little jazz, <laughs> <laughs> little baby jazz. I mean, again, you know, always, always, uh, always uh, a willing participant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, Serena, would you indulge us in a little synopsis of this film? Yes. For again, it's this film was made in two thousand five, and if you've not seen this movie, you've had almost we're coming, we're almost like to 20 years that this yeah. movie's been out. Yeah. So this is not a spoiler. <laughs> 20 years. Yikes. Okay. Um, a caving expedition goes horribly wrong. This is from IMDb. Um, a caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. And from Wikipedia, uh, the descent is a 2005 British horror film written and directed by Neil Marshall the film follows six women who enter a cave system and struggle to survive against the humanoid creatures inside. Yes. Yes. And uh, again, kind of like Carrie, um, when I first saw this movie and then we watched it like, like a week, month ago, two weeks ago. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. But a lot, I think a lot has happened <laughs> in two weeks. Um, yeah. Just like these are two, two different movies that I remember, you know, Young Jazz was like, this is a great scary movie. Yeah. And then rewatching it again in my 30s, I was like, whoa, there's a lot more into this movie than I remember. Sort of like the peeling back the layers yes. a little bit. Yeah. But sort of you're, you still enjoyed it in the same oh, absolutely. way. Yeah. And yeah. it was, again, it was fun to watch it with people who had not seen it before. Mm-hmm. And I hope our friends like also enjoyed it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, they haven't said that they don't want to watch these yeah. movies. <laughs> They're they're very great, <laughs> very supportive <laughs> of our venture. Yes, um, you want to well, give us some some movie stats and facts? Absolutely. So um, it got eighty seven on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which seems fair. I also just feel like it's just overall a really fun movie. Yeah. Can I can I just like put a little pin? Oh yeah, absolutely. I listened to a great episode about uh, it was called the Intuit Podcast. It's like a pop culture podcast, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Rotten Tomatoes and just how like the sort of review system is super rigged and like um how easy it is like they hire people Mm. it's it's kind of this like dirty network interesting yeah so so i'm like i put i put stock in rotten tomatoes but at the same time like i think it's worth like also looking elsewhere for your reviews if you're debating whether or not i always look at the audience ratings of rotten tomatoes and i don't I mean, this is new information I'm getting, and I hope I those are not rigged as well. Yeah. But 
Um, yeah, well, maybe we should also not just add have Rotten Tomatoes, maybe other other rating systems. Yeah, then. we can look into it. Yeah, yeah, we're evolving, <laughs> flowing and growing. Um, flowing and growing. <laughs> Um, it was written and directed by Neil Marshall. He's done Doomsday, uh, Centurion, Hellboy, the 2019 version, and many other films. Um, this is a British film, which, mm-hmm. again, I didn't, you know, when I first watched it in 2005, I didn't sense that. But Mm-mm. then again, watching it two weeks ago, I was like, oh, yeah, these... It feels British. Yes, feels British, and all these ladies have some sort of, like... Uh, UK in accent, except for Juno's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's an all female cast, except for one character, Paul. Yeah, and um, you know, probably just like the actor of one of the crawlers. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, the cast is Shauna McDonald. She plays Sarah. Natalie Mendoza, who plays Juno. Alex Reed, who plays Beth. Uh, is it Saskia mm-hmm. Mulder? Who plays uh, Rebecca or Becca, Nora Jane Noon, Holly, and my Ann Burning, who plays Sam. So we have a very small cast, which I kind of like about this movie, too. It's like you really get to focus on the characters, mm-hmm. and you're just very, like, involved with what's going on yeah. with them. And I thought they all did a great job because they all have such different personalities. Yes. That, like, you don't really get into the depth and like backstory of all of them, but you know who they are. But you know who they are, and like yeah. they give they give enough on screen that you can kind of infer like how they would be outside of this situation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I just threw these in there. I thought these taglines were really fun uh, from the movie. So one of them is the scariest movie on earth. <laughs> um, under earth, under earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, afraid of the dark, you will be July twenty. Or, yeah, 2005, or 2005, no, that's no, not 20s, 2005, <laughs> whoa, okay, dyslexia. Um, when you're trapped two miles underground, there are many ways to lose your mind. Claustrophobia, disorientation, isolation, paranoia, terror. Um, <laughs> I like that you whisper all of these. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a good effect. Um, this one is scream your last breath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just before we get into it, uh, a little trigger warning that this show, this movie does show like a child death, uh, lots of gore, violence, and claustrophobia. So mm-hmm. if you're not into any of those things, um, then you can listen to the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are you ready to spelunk into the descent? I'll be your Belair. Oh. <laughs> I don't know any other climbing terms Neither to do I, come back I know, to you. Uh, carabiner. I'm... I'll be your carabiner. <laughs> one time, sorry, <laughs> segue, or not segue, just like rambling. One time I went to um, uh, this event in Oakland and it, there was like a an impromptu rap battle and they grabbed random items from the audience and one of them was a carabiner mm-hmm. and the dude who had it as his subject to rap about, he was like, I don't know about this carabiner. It's same. It's the same size as your wiener. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I was like, you know, when you have to rhyme carabiner with something, it's sure. got to be wiener. Gotta what be else wiener. rhymes with carabiner other than wiener? Don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> she saw my eyes like, huh, don't think about it. <laughs> Anyways. All right, here we go. Um, so this is the descent. Um, the film opens up with three friends. Uh, we're introduced to Sarah, Juno, and Beth. And these are kind of like the core people, the core friend group of the movie. Um, they are white water rafting down some fun rapids. Afterwards, Sarah, along with her husband, Paul, and her daughter, Jessica, are involved in a pretty crazy accident. Um, while Paul is distracted, Sarah wakes up in the hospital and finds out that her family is gone and she is the only survivor. Yeah, It's... I, I again, I think this movie, the timing in this movie is so great because yeah. they do not waste time. No, they get right into it. Yeah. Well, from the beginning, you're introduced to uh, Sarah, Gino, and Beth, and yeah. they're like, "I know you like to white water, water raft," but yeah. you're you're already like, "Okay, these girls are like intense. Like this yeah. is what they do for I fun." I go a guide. I don't go <laughs> by myself. I have friends who are like avid, uh, like uh, white water rafting people, and like one of them's a guide, and I love that for them. But I don't think I can, like, do that on my own. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust myself. No, no. <laughs> I get lost in the sauce. I, yeah, I just, I'll be on the shore. Do or, you not like water, white water rafting? Um, it, it's not, it's nothing that I've never done. Okay. Um, it just scares me. Okay. Because there, I just, there's so many, th- I just, I have too much anxiety. Would you want, would you, would you be open to going if it was, like, guided and it was only, like, class through rapids which are not that crazy what's it what's is it it's out like, of six yes it's like bumpy and there's just like a little bit of fun it's one through six yes and you're giving me a three can we start with a one, one? would be the trucky i would do the trucky maybe no, a two but no one would be like just the lazy river yeah floating i'm trucky. that's me Okay, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Never mind. I yeah. mean, okay, I could be enticed. Okay. If I felt if it, it yeah. felt safe. I've gone so we've done this uh river rafting company like three times on the American River. They're awesome and it's Yeah, we'll we'll talk okay. about it. Yeah, I don't I also don't want to push you either. If no. it's not something you're into, yeah. I don't want. But I'm like, oh what would like how yeah. Never mind. I could be a whitewater rafting girly. And you don't have to be either. But I- you know, I could be. It is fun. Yeah. It's it's like, it is the squealy, like, oh, there's a little rapid coming <laughs> up. But the, the guides are so good at yeah. telling you exactly what you need to do. And they are there for the fail-safe things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, I guess the vision I have of those guides, like, their names are, like, Badger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to take someone seriously that's named Badger. No, no. And he's just like, all right, guys, like to the, you know, lean left, lean right. I mean, you're right. (laughs) I don't know. Well, when I was in outdoor education, my camp name, my work name was Coyote. Yeah. So it's on brand for you. Yeah. But like (laughs) I had these like little kids follow me blind Mm -hmm. like. And their parents sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 come back to the, the yeah maybe, maybe rafting. Or yeah, not. or we'll just do like lazy rivering, and I'm yeah. also happy with that. But I will say that car accident scene <gasps> is Dude. like it's so triggering. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you've seen this movie, every subsequent movie where the the driver is like talking and mm-hmm. looking away from what they're doing, it's just like. 
you, I don't know, just tr- super triggering. For sure. Because like a pipe, doesn't a pipe yeah, go they, through the they windshield? Yeah, they into a car and then there's like a, like a truck that has copper pipes yeah. and trigger warning. Uh, that is what goes through her husband's head. Yeah. And then her daughter dies. Yeah, her in daughter that dies. As well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, why, why, like, I love this movie, too, because it is so different from most horror films within the first several minutes, because mm-hmm. not only do we have, like, these badass ladies, like, like, thriving in chaos, mm-hmm. whitewater rafting, mm-hmm. they seem very capable, and, and also, uh, the, the one dude character, they're the one who goes away. Yeah. And usually it's the opposite of, yeah. like, the wife dies, right. or, like, his family's dead and he's like cursed by their memory blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and you know it's i i again watching this as an adult i think that's why i i, I like this movie more because i'm like oh because it's about women yeah you know it's yeah. not about them and the stereotypes of them leaning on their male uh, archetypes mm-hmm. it's more like it's just them yeah yeah women leaning on women yes yeah um so yeah, totally rejects pop culture stereotypes of women in film, um, and yeah, we have the you know the different di- dynamics of female friendship because it is very subtle, it is very quick. But when they get out of the boat, um, Sarah, who's like our main protagonist, um, and her her family is the one who dies in the car crash. She, before this happens, when she gets out of the rafting boat, she's just like filled with so much joy and she's holding her daughter she's just like so distracted um by what's happening her around mm-hmm. her and there's just this very subtle part where her friend juno um is right next to her husband paul and paul's taking her helmet off mm-hmm. kind of get a glimpse of what's to come mm-hmm. and they have this like very subtle eye contact moment and you're just like whoa yeah like, like you know something's yeah, going on. Yeah, and Beth sees it. Yeah. And so you kind of know that, oh, she she either saw it, is not aware, or she's totally aware of the situation. Yeah. Um, I just felt like that insertion, like, I, I can get into it later, mm-hmm. but, like, that insertion of sort of, like, the the friendship being sort of contaminated by yeah. sort of infidelity or lack of uh, trust. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I could have I could have gone this whole movie without that. Like I think it would have been an amazing movie totally without that. And I feel like that's where it kind of falls into that trope category yes. again. Is like it, the female friendship piece is great, but there's also like a part of it that's like around a guy and like you know and like it's just like okay yeah and it's like women can be friends with each other without complications yeah it's it's 100 percent possible and you know what your female friends can be friends with your partners too and you there's there's nothing between yeah and that's what i'm saying like if he had like taken her helped her take her helmet off yeah and there was like no like glancing and all the backstory between it i was like that would have been like an innocuous thing like they're just being nice yeah helping them out yeah yeah um yeah it's interesting um and then oh my god the scene when she wakes up in the hospital yeah excuse me and she runs down the hallway and she's like trying to outrun the darkness yeah. before, like, the lights are turning off and it's about to swallow yeah. her. Like, 
I didn't see that as, you know, at the time I was like, whoa, this is like really cool filming. And like, yeah, the, um, like the metaphor of just like her life is different and she's just being hit with this reality, but also like the foreshadowing of the cave. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jasmine, mm. I didn't put that together. I just got goosebumps. Ooh. Whoa, that's so true. Yeah. It's like the darkness following her. Yeah. And the darkness in the cave. Mm-hmm. And like, no matter how hard she runs or no matter how, how hard she fights, she still has to deal with her internal and interpersonal trauma. Yes. Of her family being gone. Yeah. Whoa. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. Some film critique. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, symbolism. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, so yeah, she like runs down the hallway and she kind of gets snapped out of the reality when Beth like catches her. Yeah. And she then tells her that her family's gone. And then we get the scene that like Juno is behind them and she's like hysterically crying. And she looks like she wants to go to Sarah, but she like hesitates. Hesitates and like kind of, I can't remember. Does she like walk away? I think she does. Yeah. So again, we're like foreshadowing of kind of maybe who Juno is. Yeah. Like yeah. hard to face shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then we kind of fast forward to like a year later, and it's somewhere in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina, which like that in and of itself is scary to me because, <laughs> you know, there's so many true crime podcast episodes about, about the, the Appalachians. Appalachians. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think, well, again, I think it's like local lexicon. I think we were also kind of talking about this with our friends. Like, is it Appalachians? Appalachia? Oh. Appalachia. Appalachia? I don't know. Um, whatever the Appalachia, the, the people the of the people of the land call it, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. It's sort of like, I don't know. There's a right way to, no. No, I won't even get into it. But I know what you were about <laughs> to say, but we, yeah, we, <laughs> we, <know>. yeah. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> um, but they're in North Carolina in these spooky mountains. And Beth and Sarah are in the car talking about their next adventure that Juno has had planned. And so the fact that like Juno is planning it is kind of a red flag. Yeah. Um, they pull up to this little cute rustic cabin where Juno greets them outside. And we're introduced to our remaining characters, um, sisters, Becca and Sam. Um, Holly, who I love, Juno's adrenaline junkie protege, um, and the night is filled with beers and drunkenness and fun. And Sarah wakes up and looks out the window where copper pipes come blasting through and she wakes up. So mm-hmm. it's like this continuous PTSD of that accident. Yeah, totally. Um, but I like this little Airbnb moment that they have. I mean, I like when I saw this, I'm like, oh. Right? Yeah. I, Girl trip. Yeah. Lovely little cabin. And I know some people are like, don't go out in the woods. Like, it's a scary place. Don't do that. Like, don't even go camping. But, like, to me, I saw this. I'm like, I'm into I this. know. Like, the, if the movie had just kind of ended there, like, it would have been great. Great yeah. little trip. The um, end. <laughs> but Gino had to be, um, you know, an idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because, like, in the scene when you are introduced to the remaining characters, like, we know that all these girlies are friends, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, all in their own little way, like, tiptoeing around Sarah, Mm -hmm. because they know that she's still healing, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, uh, perhaps maybe this is also the first time they've all been together since the accident. Right, right. And... 
there's this moment where um, I think it's like Holly because Holly's like not in the group. She's like she's like the new mm-hmm. person in the mix and she doesn't really know everybody. So she just kind of like says something like to Sarah, like, oh, yeah, I used to be like an adrenaline like girly as well. And she's like, what? What do you mean? And Holly's like, oh, yeah, like Juno was showing me photos when you guys used to climb together and it's like this like cute little like selfie moment of the three of them, mm-hmm. uh, Juno, Beth and Sarah. And she just has this moment of like reminiscing and she says, uh, love each day, which is something mm-hmm. that Paul used to say. And there's kind of this like little hush over the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like people are kind of like, what do we say? Do we just like let her be in that moment? You know, I, I think grief is weird. Yeah. And it's weird how people, it's uncomfortable for people who are not experiencing it, um, but they see the people that they love experiencing yeah. it. and you don't know what to say exactly. or do or how to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know this might be like a personal question, but like, how do you, how do you deal with grief? Um, well, I mean, I think I'm more of like, uh, like Bella in New Moon kind of <laughs> grieving. Sorry, I don't mean, sorry. I just, I was taking it. Yeah. I apologize. No, no. Um, <laughs> you know, just sort of like, you don't want to do anything and, um, you're sleeping a lot mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just kind of sitting in your feelings. Yeah. So I'm like a sitting in your feelings kind of gal, not so much a like rage and risk my life kind of gal mm-hmm. um, or run a marathon after kind of gal. Mm-hmm. But what about you? Uh, yeah, I think it's complicated because there are many different uh, levels of grief and like depending on the situation. Um, but I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of a lone wolfer when it comes to grief. Um, I kind of just want to be by myself, but I want to stay busy Mm -hmm. because part of my processing of what's happening is I don't want to feel it all right away. I think just being a very empathetic person, I focus on other people and then I slowly like allow myself to go to those places where I am like hysterically crying and I just need to be by myself or, you know, uh, I, uh, yeah, or I just need to, like, do something really uh, radical to help process what I'm feeling. Uh, not necessarily, like, radical as in, like, running a marathon. <laughs> but one time I was, like, you know, I had a really um, extreme and tragic uh, death in my family. And I didn't, and I was very angry. And I didn't know, I didn't have any resources that kind of aligned with how I wanted to navigate that situation. Um, and I found myself wanting to be by myself, um, just because the intensity of everyone else was a lot. And again, I don't know if just, if you're not an empath, um, it's, you may not understand, but it is hard to be around people who feel, um, things very intensely. Mm -hmm. And, um, I you're taking all of that on. Yeah. And I had to, um, by, by, by suggestions, um, you know, someone was like, well, 
Have you ever gone to like a silent meditation? And I know that sounds very woo woo, but I did go to a 10 day silent meditation and I just literally needed to be by myself and a lot of shit came up and I processed through my grief that way. And um, it's giving me a lot of other uh, uh, skills to cope with grief and like just who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, and it's been really helpful because I've gone through some other shit yeah. since then. And um, it's just been, you know, I, I have that foundation to fall back yeah. on. Where, like, it doesn't get easier. But, yeah, having the tools and having, like, yeah, that foundation to mm-hmm. look back on is is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> grief, man. <Yeah. laughs> How do we move on? <laughs> we just move on. Yeah. So it's, uh, so it's the next morning. And uh, some of the women are feeling a little rough because it was like a fun night field of like drinking and giggling and like hanging out. Um, But they set off on their spelunking adventure uh, to a cave that Juno supposedly knows about. Uh, The group drives down road. They're giggling. They're having fun. uh, They're talking about the cave that they're going to be exploring, what the day is going to be about. And it's all like oh, it's going to be easy. Like, don't worry about it. This is going to be like a piece of cake. Um, And, you know, they're just live, laugh, loving the sense of adventure. (laughs) And uh, they get to uh, their trailhead because they have to like not only uh, arrive to the trailhead, but it seems like they go on a little hike to get to the entrance of the cave. But before they do that, Juno puts the cave guidebook away in her glove compartment. Interesting choice. Um, and the group gears up, they hike to the entrance of the cave, and they belay down. <sighs> you know some shit's about to go down when she puts that in the glove Dude. compartment. Yeah. Like, wha- she, it would have been so easy for her to, like, okay, I guess I understand why she didn't bring it, because they're not where they're it's supposed the right to be. Yeah. Um, but, like, she should have at least had a fucking backup, like, uh, uh, a map of the, ca- the cave yeah. that they're exploring. She just, like... I just think that's so selfish to like mm-hmm. a lie to your friends and then b to just like put everybody and cl- not just yourself but everybody else in danger. It's incredibly irresponsible. Like as someone who used to guide children, like if I did this, I would be fucking fired. Yeah. No one would ever hire me ever yeah. again. Like my my career, I mean, I'm not I'm no longer doing that uh profession anymore. But if I did some, if I pulled some shit, even though if I was like, oh, I got this, this is going to be fun. Like, what a great memory, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If I, if I did this, this would not be okay. Yeah. And like, say they all came back, like, fine. I wouldn't be friends with Juno. I, I would be the so trust. betrayed. Yeah, the trust would be gone. And you, yeah, you would always just feel like you couldn't, you couldn't rely on them. That yeah. they, they, they would not. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it's, uh. It's interesting, too, because, um, like, in the beginning of the scene, Juno goes on a little fun run before the day. Crazy girl. Um, but she's also, like, grieving and crying. And you can tell, like, she's also going through some stuff. But, like, I think Juno, her personality, she just, like, moves on. She's not yeah. she's not dealing with what's going on. Or that. letting other people see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that can also um, be kind of this blocker of, like, these decisions that she's making mm-hmm. for other people's mm-hmm. uh, livelihood. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, and also it's great too because like these women are so efficient. Mm-hmm. Like, I I kind of laugh because like they get out of the car, they grab their gear, and they're on the trail. And I'm such a like. I have my coffee. Yeah. I'm gonna hang out for a second. <laughs> like I gotta pee. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, all oh, my shoes untied. Yeah, I gotta like. I like. Oh, I I gotta delayer now. Can we take and, some pictures. Yeah. Can we like walk around? Can we just like hang for a second before we go? But no, they like get out of the car. They like grab their stuff and they're giggling and they're having such a great time. And you could just see like this is kind of the first time. You know, that we're also, like, uh, seeing Sarah having a good time mm-hmm. after the the shit that she's trying to deal with. And, you know, she's driving the car and she's, like, laughing. And, like, Beth is like, whoa, slow down. She's like, don't you want me to have fun? Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is what this is all about, mm-hmm. you know? And um, when uh, they belay down into the cave, you know, they have all their gear and everything. And Juno's just, like, calling the shots. And, like, Holly, like, fucking sends it and, like just like jumps off into I don't what would you call that uh the entrance of the cape because they belayed down yeah it was like a hole in the ground I don't like I don't, a ledge like a no, I don't know enough about spelunking yeah. to know that word but it, it, I guess it is the entrance of the cave but like I, I I don't know what the technical term is but like yeah Holly sends it and like Juno scolds her because she's like this is all about safety and we gotta do like Protocol. Blah, okay, blah, blah, Juno. Blah, blah. Yeah, it's like uh, fucking well, hypocrite. You're not, yeah, you're not following your own rules, yeah. then, Juno. But I love Holly because it's like I feel like at this time, um, the like wild girl, quote unquote, mm-hmm. always had like a short, spiky oh, yeah. haircut. <laughs> like she's like uh, kind of. Well, is is the is is butch still a good word to you? Oh yeah. Okay, but like yeah, I know I totally like she's like oh I like. I'm like a dude's girl. Yeah. Like, and I guess like in a sense, I don't know. This is also 2005. So I'm not sure if they're like the writing or the uh, choices for Holly's look is like, this is quote unquote, like the queer person of the group. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to read into anything that's not there, mm-hmm. but that's. Uh, she's definitely like the edgier. Edgy girl. Yeah. And yeah, yeah she's like. She's like the base jumper. Right. Right. Trying to get the next high. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, yeah. So uh, also, this is like the first time we kind of see Juno kind of do like, like, you could tell she's trying to be sincere, but it's like, it's not the right time to tell Sarah that you're sorry that you weren't there for her. And like, you're already getting just like injections of like, I don't trust Juno and yeah. she's a little shady and like is she being genuine and sincere and also like yeah the timing is not right yeah. she's just kind of all over the place well, it's like girl why why would you want to bring that up right when this person needs to f- like really focus on yeah. the task at hand that yeah. you're about to do yeah like if someone did that to me I would be like whoa why yeah. are we talking about this right now I'm about to go spelunk <laughs> and I need to be like on my game and you throwing that at me, like, would totally just, like... Well, because she's selfish. She's yeah. not thinking about Sarah and her feelings. Yeah, she's she, just thinking about her own. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I want to apologize because I need to move forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so the group moves into the cave system, and as they make their way down a narrow passage, there's seismic activity that causes the entrance to collapse, um, and they're now trapped, which... 
is really terrifying. Yes. Um, and then after a heated discussion, it's revealed that Juno left the guidebook um, because, you know, they're all asking like, okay, what's our, what's our next yeah. exit? Where can we yeah. go from here? And um, Juno like has led them into this unknown cave system. And her justification was like, well, I wanted to discover a new one together yeah, and name it. Us. It's for us. And uh, yeah, you're like, that's not going to fly, girl. Rescue is impossible. Um, A, because they're not in the place where they probably told people they were going to be. Yeah. Um, and so no one's going to know where they are. They're yeah. just like shit out of luck. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Juno tries to explain that this was all to like restore their relationship. And mm-hmm. it's just, she's just like digging herself deeper and deeper into this cave. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the women, you know, so it's like this revelation. Um, and I think the women kind of start to like turn yeah. on Juno at this point because they all recognize like, fuck, you just put all of our lives in danger for the yeah. sake of your own ego. Yeah. And that's not okay. That's no. not sisterhood. That's not friendship. Mm-mm. That's not that's not what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna be a leader, you need to make sure that A, everyone is going to be okay. Like this is a fail proof plan. Yeah. And if shit goes down, there is plan B yep. to then get people, you know, out to safety. Right. And that's a true leader. And unfortunately, like Juno is not. And she is having like Maybe a revelation that, like, again, like you just said, like, the ladies are not, they don't trust her anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, like, going back to how we started this episode, like, that that scene where Sarah, you know, she is feeling, like, the rock touch her mm-hmm. and she's just kind of squeezing and she starts hyperventilating and she gets herself stuck. And Beth goes back for her. Which and, is like such a dude. Beth yeah. is Beth is the yeah. Beth is the real homie. Team Beth. Yeah. yeah, she's a real friend because she's like, my friend is in trouble. I need to go help her out, and she like tells her kind of this like kind of dumb joke to like calm her down. But something again, a true friend. She's just like, I like this is giving me chills because she's just like, what are you afraid of? Like the worst thing that happened to you already happened, aka you lost your family. So, like, what are you afraid of? Like, right. you already you already went through the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. And this is nothing. Um, and just, like, that, that it's, that's, like, some hard truth shit that if someone said something like that to me, I'd be like, damn. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're <laughs> a real one. But that hits so hard. It that's, does. like, I mean, that was, like, some real tough love in that situation because yeah. she's trying to get Sarah out. Yeah. Um. But I think that was also kind of like an awakening mm-hmm. for Sarah. Yeah. And like in an, in an actually helpful way, unlike Juno trying to be like, hey, so about your um, family dying, you want to talk about it right now? Yeah. Um, you know, Beth is just like, we got to survive this yeah. and I want you to get out of here. Yeah. And like, you've already had some major shit happen to you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like you said, like... uh the women just kind of realize that Juno has totally majorly fucked up. And uh, Becca seems kind of like the other. She's like, she to me, she kind of has a sense of like, she's another leader within yeah. the group. And I think there's this kind of like very quick little thing between Juno and Becca that like they like 
maybe Becca set the permits out for the uh, for the adventure. So like that's the fail safe thing of it all. Like we have these six people going to this cave, and like if we don't if you don't hear from us in twenty four hours, like this is where we are. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those things. Like there, Becca has this moment. She's like, I knew something was wrong, mm-hmm. and it's like then trust your gut. Then yeah. like I mean. This is a movie, obviously, but it's like, then why didn't you say something? Yeah. You know, like, why didn't you, like, also bring a map? Yeah. Or also, like, you know, I yeah. don't know. Like, why why are we putting all of our eggs in Gino's basket? Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. I don't know. Whenever I go hiking, I know someone else has, like, a first aid kit, but I'm going to bring one on my own. You know, just kind of have that, like, extra extra step yeah but um but it's i mean it goes back to like um you know even when we were talking about fresh and like trusting your gut and mm -hmm. being told by society over and over again like you're being crazy you're being ridiculous like it's gonna be fine um but i think as women we are always thinking about plan b and c and d like how do i get out of this if this really hits the fan and i think she really went against her her like her internal compass there Mm -hmm. with not like raising the alarm earlier and just trying to be accommodating and make the group like function smoothly and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so then the group decides, you know, they're in a shitty situation, but they have to move on. Like they have to get through the cave. Um, and they cross a chasm, um, this huge gorge between like these two passageways and, um, you know, they get across by, like, Becca's strong-ass hand somehow. <laughs> and uh, along the way, Becca does dis- dis- uh, discover some, like, old climbing gear that's mm-hmm. in the rock. But she kind of ignores it and then kind of bites her in the ass a little bit. But, um, you know, they uh, uh, they d- they see a cave painting that gives hope to an exit somewhere. And because tensions are high, you know, I think people are kind of feeling like, wow, we are stuck here. And like, I, I, I can totally sympathize with that. Like, you just want to get out, you know, now that Holly, like, uh, just kind of books it and runs because she thinks she sees light mm-hmm. within the cave. Um, and Gina tries to stop her. And unfortunately, she falls down this ledge and breaks her leg. Ooh. And it's really gross. Um, as the group helps Holly, Sarah hears her daughter giggling and starts kind of wander off within the cave. Um, she kind of yeah wanders away from the group and she shines a light on a pale humanoid creature who's uh, like drinking water from their hands. And um, before Sarah could kind of realize what she's looking at, it like scampers away because it sees the light. Or no, maybe it senses the light because... Yeah. We find out that this, they're blind. They're blind. Yeah. Um, and Sarah confides in the group that she saw someone, but no one believes her. Yeah, yeah. Because she's off her rocker, right? Yeah. She's still grieving and she's crazy. And, you know, she's probably seeing what she wants to see. Yeah. And I think we as the viewer are a little unsure as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think we want to believe Sarah. Mm-hmm. And like we like in our bones, we do believe her. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I understand with the group just being like, okay, they're in this like very tense situation. Um, there's probably like a lot of mental issues coming up, like yeah. a lot of claustrophobia and tensions are rising. And like Sarah's like, oh yeah, I saw like a humanoid creature. Yeah, I saw, a per- well, I think she says, I saw, I saw someone. I, I saw someone. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. 
<laughs> dude though like yeah uh well one becca just scaling that cave yeah. ceiling it's just like so badass yeah. and she's so strong like that's the thing is like these women are so capable they just got yeah. put in a fucked situation yeah yeah, and then oh man, like I forget like who because she does clip onto that old cam, um, it like gives away, mm-hmm. and Becca also like grabs the rope mm-hmm. and it cuts through her gloves, mm-hmm. and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, like I grabbed my hands because mm-hmm. like it's just like it's like there's steam coming off mm-hmm. of it, and you just see it, and like, oh, it's a lot. You feel, you feel it, and, and you're just like fuck, like you need your hands, yeah. like that, that, like a vital part of like you getting out of here yeah. is now kind of fucked. Yeah, and then it's like also another opportunity for Juno to be like, we can't ra- like waste resources, yeah. so I'm gonna fucking free solo the ceiling <laughs> and grab everything because I'm mad that you guys don't right. trust me right. anymore. But look how capable I am. Ugh. But also. Holly's face before she falls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That pure. I thought she was going to, when I first watched that, I was like, oh my God, she's going to fall right there. Yeah. And then she gets saved, and I was like, yeah. thank God, you know, yeah. like so. But yeah, her, the look on her face was just like, I don't know, it felt real. <laughs> oh, well, well, no, yeah. And then when she, but when she falls before she breaks her leg, and yeah, just like that wide eye. Mm-hmm terror mm-hmm. and like she like the angle the camera angle too is just it's right at her face mm-hmm. so you can't like not not see it mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. it's a lot and um you know then it's also an opportunity for uh sam to kind of show her like medical skills and it was kind of a funny little moment where like she's like i gotta reset your leg and Holly's like, I really hate you right yeah. now. And you're like, that's like a real... <laughs> that's something that someone would actually say. Yeah, that's like a real <laughs> reaction. Um, But also, like, I really... Again, like, I really like this movie because in horror films, in this in this situation, we just see... We would, we would see, like, men come in to save the day. And they would fix everything. And, like these women don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah. and they're just like making a mess of things and they, they need, they need someone else to save them. But it's like, this movie is like, no, these women are professionals. They're very capable. They're very smart. And, but it's also like showing the real side of it as people because not just women, but people make mistakes and we are all messy, flawed, and we can be selfish. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you didn't know that, but we can. <laughs> All of us. And I kind of like this because this is where we start seeing them become not a group, but they are now going to turn into individuals in mm-hmm. the situation. And, um, yeah, it's just it's hard because, you know, mentally Sarah is the most weak one right now. And, like, it's just easy for them to be like, you're not you're not seeing anything that like that's not real yeah the cave is playing tricks on yeah and like to to hear that to be like question or gaslit in that way would like crush me right yeah right it's a mess yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so after splinting holly's leg the group like slowly you know because they're being slowed down by her being kind of incapacitated um 
slowly navigates the cave and finds a den of animal bones, which I thought was so fucking cool. Um, and they're suddenly attacked by a creature mm-hmm. um, that the movie calls Crawlers. Um, and like, it was the wasn't it this moment where like Holly has the video camera mm-hmm. and she's like you know it has the like infrared feature, so she's trying to like see in the dark, um, and then that's when she sees the creature behind her and doesn't it come at her i don't know if it's holly because holly holly's legs broken can't she still use her hands no No. i think it's like um who has the camera maybe not whatever it doesn't matter someone's holding the camera and they see the the creature and you know this is this is kind of like a turning point in the film Mm -hmm. where like these unknown things that were all in Sarah's head now you know everyone is aware that they're real um and being the most vulnerable because she, her leg is broken um Holly is the first to be attacked and killed by the creature um and the group kind of like fragments after yeah. that um Sarah runs and falls down a hole and she's knocked unconscious Juno's like trying to protect Holly's body from getting dragged away kills a crawler with a pickaxe um and She's startled and is in shock and accidentally strikes Beth through the neck. Mm-hmm. And Beth collapses with Juno's pendant in her hand and begs Juno not to leave her. And Juno leaves. That was like, dude. Fuck you. Fuck you, Juno. Mm-hmm. Like, not only did she put all of her friends in this situation, but like, even though she like, act, it wasn't intentional it was an that she, it was an accident. Yeah. But like her response to that yeah to just leave her and not like to talk to her or like yeah there's no remorse no i mean like maybe there's a sense that she she like realizes what she did but there's no like then fucking grab something to put around her throat you know like or tell her it's gonna be okay or out and or like just be like oh my god i'm sorry like you know freaking out yeah in the the sense that you just like realize what happened yeah or be the one to do the hard thing like it's done later you know and but again like we kind of already know at this point who juno is she she doesn't like taking responsibility and her defense mechanism is to run away yeah every time every time yeah yeah. Yeah. Oof. But it freaks me out every time, like, the first crawler appears in the video camera. Like, I think when we were watching, I, like, I jumped and almost dropped whatever yeah. was in my hand. I had, like, a drink in my hand. I was like, this, I need to put this down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good because I love, like, once they get into the game, I love how the filming of this movie switches. Like, the lighting. Yeah. Everything is just lit with flares. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, those pinky red mm-hmm. kind of... um effect to everything mm-hmm. using the uh night vision through the camera to like see what's going on right. it's like very blair witch it is yeah. and it's very like um you can't like now you can't escape with what's happening because like you know we're so used to things being like lit up around us yeah. and now it's like the only things that are lit up are through these like really limited light sources yeah so you as the viewer you're like forced to watch what's happening Mm -hmm. and a lot of chaos is Mm -hmm. happening in this Mm -hmm. scene and it's a lot Mm -hmm. Um, and i think it's just like important like the group had like stayed together at that point Mm -hmm. and then 
you know, the these like predators in the cave are like, fra- you know, fragmenting the group, and yeah. that's what predators do, you know. Yeah. And then so they're like easier <clears throat> to to kind of circle and corner yeah. when you have like less of a threat totally. as a group. Yeah. Um, going back to like friendship dynamics, we know that Beth, Gino, and Sarah are like the core group, and Beth and Gino, I think, understand each other more than like Sarah understands the other two. And so in this sense, it's very heartbreaking that Juno does decide Mm -hmm. to leave Beth because they've always kind of just like known each other, Mm -hmm. maybe in a sense more. And, you know, Juno leaving Beth is just like, oh, yeah, it's a lot. It feels a lot more than like, I mean, I don't know how this sounds, but like it feels a lot more than Juno not comforting Sarah after her. Yeah. Her family dies. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that comes to bite her in the ass yeah. pretty soon. Because you should be there for your homie. You should. Even yeah. after you accidentally stab them with a pickaxe. Yeah. Be a good friend. Be a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then admit when you're wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sarah wakes up in a den filled with animal bones. And somehow she ended up with the camera or, like, she she has the camera near her and it's her, her only source of light or vision what's going on around her so she wakes up and she grabs the camera and through the lens she sees holly's body just being like eviscerated by crawlers it's a lot mm-hmm. and even like the sounds that they use it's like hyena sounds uh-huh. and just like oh <laughs> um, and she like kind of like uh she kind of like you know naturally like kind of gags because it's a lot to witness what's happening and one of the crawlers like looks at her and then like they look away mm-hmm. or like they go away somehow. Mm-hmm. Um and uh through this, uh, because the group is now uh not together, uh Gino finds cave markings suggests that there is another way out. Um and Gino locates Sam and Becca, which like makes sense because they are sisters. They're not gonna separate from each other. Um Sam discovers uh that the crawlers are blind and rely on sound to hunt. So Juno is like, through these markings I found, and now that we know a little bit more about what we're up against, you know, let's fight them and let's get the fuck out of here. Um, but Juno will not leave without Sarah because Juno now has this like, again, for herself, she can't leave Sarah. Not, I roll. I know. Um, and then, uh, it sucks because somehow Sarah finds Beth barely alive and uh, with her last, you know, kind of, well, not, not her last moments, but she tells Sarah that Juno did this to her and uh, she hands, and we know it's Juno's necklace. They make it so mm-hmm. obvious throughout the She's movie. She's like clutching it yeah. throughout, yeah. And so uh, Beth hands it to Sarah and it has Paul's quote love each day on it mm-hmm. and Sarah or Beth reveals to Sarah that like they were having an affair and you know so not only did Juno do this to me she also like fucked your husband and you were not aware of it and um and it's a lot for Sarah to take in obviously and she was just like, okay, well, I'm going to go find help. But, like, Beth kind of is aware of her – she's self-aware of her situation. She's not going to live. But she also doesn't want to 
die by being eaten. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So she begs Sarah to um, end her suffering and pleads her to euthanize her. <laughs> like, how you use euthanize? Well, I'm just like, like a gentle Humanely like, kill. Yeah. yeah. And end um, her suffering. Yes. And Singer's is very reluctant to do so. But then, you know, she she's just like, oh, okay, I will I will be that friend that Juno could not be for you. So I will do this. And uh, trigger warning, she like bashes her head in with a rock. It's a lot. Um, and it's very heartbreaking. Because again, like, Beth was so like, tough love to tell Sarah, like, you've done like the worst thing that's happened to you has happened. And it's also like, she's, in a sense, giving that back to Beth, like, I will help you in this situation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sarah encounters several crawlers and manages to kill them all. And uh, in this, she falls into a pond filled with blood. And in the process, she emerges out of that blood. She's, like, so Carrie in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, yeah and it's almost like a rebirth mm-hmm. for Sarah. Because we, mm-hmm. we do then see her switch yeah like totally a switch like goes off yeah i think her her sort of like part that part of her brain that is grieving and struggling and second guessing she just like turns it off yeah and she's like all right um i'm a badass bitch yeah um i'm gonna fucking kill all these crawlers i'm gonna get the fuck out of here here. i'm gonna get out of here like she's just like that's she she looks like a feral yeah creature at that point like she she is like totally she's like even the way she moves and like looks around she's like like i don't know she's like very like yeah you know (laughs) animalistic yeah she's a primal bitch now (laughs) um and yeah no totally and this is just again we're um in the movie it's like killed or be killed mentality like opens up yeah and you know, it's also, again, like, women can be violent. Yeah. I don't know why some people don't understand that, but, like, in times of crisis and, again, when that primal fear comes out, like, we can. I personally have never done any of these things that these women have done. But, like, you've I- never fought off um, unhuman creatures underground not, uh, with not, um, pickaxes? Not and- that I can think of. Oh. Huh. That's weird. Hmm. Maybe in my dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, women have to protect themselves in so many aspects in life that there is that time, I think, that every person or woman goes through where it's like that switch does click on. Yeah. And it's you or me. And yep. like, it will be me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been in that situation. Like, you know, we talked about that previous episodes but like you're you feel threatened you're alone at night Mm -hmm. you're prepared with like your escape route yeah but then at some point like you're just like all right i'm gonna dig in my heels and fucking fight and claw and like whatever i need to do yeah you're not gonna take me you're not gonna like hurt me you you know so um yeah we're like fucking capable of it it's just sort of like when we get put in that corner Mm -hmm. um where we're like defending ourselves or, you know, um, the people we love, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where we, you know, that can come out. So, yeah, I think, I think it's when we have to do it. Yeah. 
I mean, that's why there's like in in the scope of true crime. Yeah. There are women that are capable of horrible things. Yeah. But it's a very small percentage. Yeah. Do you know how many things I get done during the day while still like on my period? Right. Suffer, like, <laughs> internally. Right. But like yeah. the world doesn't care. So it doesn't still, stop. Yeah. So I still have to like pursue yeah. and get all my shit right. done. Right. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So after being chased by a huge group of crawlers, Juno, Sam, and Becca try to escape. Sam and Becca die by the crawlers, and Juno escapes. Oh, huh. oh no! Funny that. Um. But then Juno finds Sarah and lies to her about seeing Beth die. Mm-hmm. So she, I mean, further digging her little hole. Yeah. Um. Both women band together and kill a group of crawlers close to the exit. But Sarah confronts Juno, revealing the pendant and her knowledge of Beth's fate and the affair that she had with Paul, mm-hmm. um, which was like a huge moment because I feel like in one sense, she's like, yeah, I know your secret. Yeah. But I don't care right now because I want to survive. Yeah, we need to get through this. We'll yeah. talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, but she's but at the same time, she's like. Mm, I can't let you just, you know, yeah. you know, so she, Sarah strikes Juno in the leg with a pickaxe mm-hmm. and leaves her to die sure as a swarm of crawlers approach, which by Juno. Yeah. I mean, that was fair. <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been probably more realistic if they had band together. Yeah. And like she didn't try to sacrifice Juno to mm-hmm. get out of there herself. Yeah. But I understand why yeah. she did it. From the story perspective, we can we can right. give Sarah a pass on right. this. Right. Right. Um and as a swarm of crawlers are approaching, uh, we hear Juno screaming um, her last screams as Sarah escapes, um, which was just, like just such a fucking like you've seen all of your best friends yeah. get eaten alive yes. and killed by. Yeah. Imagine like you, you went in with six people. Yeah. And you're the only, you're the only one yeah. left. Um, Sarah falls down a hole and is knocked. Wait. Yeah, so she, remember when she tries to get out, she, like, falls again, and she wakes up because there is light beaming on her. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. There's all these fucking holes There's everywhere. so many holes, I'm, like, confused which hole is which. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah falls down a hole and is knocked unconscious. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure a lot of men are confused which holes which Yeah, do. you know, we have more than one, more than two. Um, and she wakes up with, a, yeah, the sunlight on her face. So she like straddles up a hill of bones, which was so fucking cool, and escapes the cave. And like, doesn't she have that like like peel through yeah, she like the, comes out yeah, of the moss and yeah the debris, and it there's this moment where like because maybe due to like air pressure she kind of gets pulled back in a yeah. little bit and she's like no 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. she like crawls out yeah. and books at something. yeah what are you doing chili so like she has this rebirth when she comes out of the blood yeah pool but then she has this other rebirth where she's like resurfacing and sees the light and is like touching grass and i don't know i just feel like that was such a powerful moment Mm -hmm. um but uh 
she like books it to the car and she like speeds out of the woods and she's like driving really recklessly and she's crying and she, she pulls, parks, yeah. she pulls over and she's just like, like hysterical. Like yeah. what just happened to me? And you're, you, we have car trauma already with this yeah. film. So we're like, okay, like this better not end yeah. in the way we think. Yeah. And, and it, again, I think it's like, there's a real realistic reaction we get from her where she like opens the car window and like pukes out yeah. because it's just like, yeah, girly, that was a lot. That was a lot. And emotionally exhausting and you know yeah you you also just had to like decide to sacrifice your friend so you could get out of there and it's a lot yeah and yeah so again it's a very realistic reaction to what happens yeah but then the ending yeah so then she like throws up she kind of comes back into the car and we see uh ghost juno (laughs) um it's just sitting there and then sarah wakes up and it's dark Mm -hmm. and then that's kind of how the movie ends yeah now that's the american version Mm -hmm. and um i thought no and i wish i don't know i kind of am intrigued about this uh um what the original ending like the uk ending mm-hmm. would have been like um in the original release and uh, so this is from wikipedia in the original release in the uk um an extended ending is presented which was cut from the u.s release over concerns that it was too depressing mm-hmm. because i guess as uh, americans we can't handle uh depth and symbolism and whatever <laughs> we we like an open book ending, i guess so uh after hallucinating the image of juno um in the truck the film continues and sarah wakes up in the cave so that's how the american version ends um her entire escape has been revealed to be part of this of the same hallucination um she sits up sees her daughter jessica sitting across from her holding a birthday cake um, as Sarah smiles, the white the shot widens to reveal that the cake the birthday cake is actually the light of her torch, and the camera slowly backs out, revealing that the darkness is surrounding Sarah, and there the crawlers are heading closer in. Mm. So, I don't know. I guess maybe in the American version, because to me it gives like. Like the sense of like we fill in the gaps of what we want mm-hmm. Sarah's ending to mm-hmm. be, but then maybe the UK version is like no, she she also she's fucked. She's fucked like everybody else. Yeah, which I don't. I mean, like I see what they were trying to do with the original, like the release in the UK. I'm more of the mind where like I I think simple is better, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of like the the US ending where it leaves it like a little bit ambiguous mm-hmm. as to like did she actually get out was she did she was that all in her head like we're mm-hmm. we don't really know yeah um i don't know i i kind of like that better mm. that's scarier to me yeah than like and having an ending yeah 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 that's uh, that's way scarier um but you know i wonder like i would love to see the the other ending I have not seen Descent 2. Have you seen no, it? No, no. 
not, maybe not do a review on it, but maybe that would, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about yeah. the sequel or is it a prequel? I can't, I don't I know. I think it's a sequel. Sequel? Uh, we'll have to maybe put a pin in that. Yeah. We don't have to do a review yeah. on it, but it would be uh, nice to just know what the rest of that yeah. storyline could be. Yeah. And I kind of like, like The Descent to me is just like such a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it requires a sequel. Yeah. Um, a prequel might be interesting, but you know, I think, I think, yeah, I, I would be pleasantly surprised if I ended up liking Descent too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and again, yeah, I like you said, I just like this movie. I think it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It it's a very simple concept of just really uh, uh, taking a lot of your sensory away and. You have to really hyper focus because you're in this dark space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the jump scares in this movie are like great mm-hmm. because like you kind of know that they're coming, but they're just they're done in a very creative way. Yeah, and there's so many other things that are scary, just oh. like the fact that they're in this cave that they yeah. don't know where it leads and yeah. it's dark and it's dangerous. You know, yeah. so there's like there's just so many more and dangers. Everyone dies very brutally. Yeah. Like, oh, like we, like. Uh, when it's the final moments of Sam and Becca, mm-hmm. like Sam kind of has this like badass moment where she's scaling the ceiling. She's trying to do what her sister and Juno were capable of. But then we see that there's a crawler on the mm-hmm. ceiling and it like, uh, it like slits her throat. Mm-hmm. But then she like, uh, goes upside down and like kills the crawler that killed her. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Then you see Becca just see her sister die. And, and she's just lot. like hanging there, right? Oh, it's just so like much. hanging there dead. But then Becca gets pulled and then is eviscerated yeah. alive. Yeah. And it's it is so much. Yeah. And it's disgusting but it's not in a way like like that gore porn that yeah. we've talked about yeah. like where it's just like so over the top and disturbing like it's realistic it's realistic yeah, yeah. Be being eaten alive yeah. by an animal yeah 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 uh i just feel like they did such a good job and it doesn't like i feel like this film aged really well too yeah, yeah. there's not anything in it that i'm like ugh, okay you know um Maybe, like, yeah, the stigma of, like, women can't just be friends, you right. know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just, like, a lot of underlining themes of, like, grief, loss, some betrayal, yeah. um, you know, and, like, yeah, all, all, all friendships are complex, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kind of depends on, like, how you navigate it mm-hmm. um, and, you know, how you deal with trauma. Yeah. And sometimes maybe you do need to, like face things really head on in a really intense way to move through it. But I don't know. Or go to therapy. Yeah, that too. Maybe don't like take your grieving friends spelunking on a trip where like... For your own trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For you to heal. (laughs) And for you to be like, everything's gonna be okay. Like, we're gonna have so much fun and you're never gonna know that I cheated on your husband. Right. You know, like... Well, we we got into kind of like a little bit of a heated discussion at the end of our last recording because you kind of announced that we were going to do the descent and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like, but does it pass the Bechdel test? Oh yeah. 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 And so I just wanted to bring that up for a second. For sure. Yeah. I actually, um, my original notes, I had that in there, but I took them out because I was like, Oh, like maybe like we'll, we'll do an episode on that, but yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it could be like super brief because I, I feel like maybe I've come around a little bit. 
hmm. from my my previous statements. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bechtel test, if you don't know, um, is a this is from Wikipedia, a measure of the representation of women in film and other fiction. The test asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Uh, the requirement that the two women be named is sometimes added. Um, the test is named after the American cartoonist Alison Bechtel, um, in whose 1985 comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For, uh, the test first appeared. Um, and so wherein I have... Okay, so like it technically passes the Bechtel test, mm-hmm. right? Because we have... Not only more, not only two women, but we have six women mm-hmm. um, who are definitely talking about more things than just like a man. Mm-hmm. However, I have sort of issues with it because of the sort of underlying uh, affair between Sarah's husband and Juno, and that sort of relationship back to their friendship and the man and like, you know, it's, it's all the, the kind of reason for them all being there is kind of because of the man and because of their relationship to the yeah. man, you know? So I just, I kept, you know, I keep coming back to like, I could have done without that plot mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there was like, they wanted to do this big reveal and have Sarah some like, drums. Re- yeah, some drums, but, um, yeah, I mean, it te- I think it does technically pass the Bechtel test mm-hmm. and is, you know, a great example of like female led and mm-hmm. female like empowered movie. Yeah. Um, the the other movie that I'm thinking of that I don't even want to do a full podcast episode about is this movie called The Fall, which came out recently and it like got rave reviews, but I I've watched it. Seen that. It's these two girls who oh, 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 oh. climb the oh, radio oh, oh, oh. tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They climb the, this radio tower and basically the same sort of <clears throat> plot of the descent where they have to kind of survive and make it through. Mm-hmm. And it's revealed in the same way that the friend was cheating on her hmm. boyfriend, husband, whatever. Because that's the only that's the thing only th- we can be. Right. And so that one doesn't pass. Like, to me, that one, it passes, but it doesn't. Like, they're yeah. yes, they're talking about other things, but it comes back to yeah. the man and, like, this relationship and how, yeah, women can't be friends. If yeah. They, like, it's just... <laughs> But I'm just like I, I rolled so hard that yeah. like my, I think I like pulled something <laughs> in your neck or your eyeball. I don't know somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think this movie is severely underrated. Um, you know, I I love yeah, like I totally agree. I think it aged really well and it was still really fun and um, yeah, it's just like a it's just like a good scary movie. Yeah. And I think that's what I, you know, I I I wanted to talk about it because it's just yeah. a, it's not only obviously has all these uh, you know, uh, layers we could talk about, but it, it just on its own, it's a great movie. Yeah, and it's rewatchable. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um I don't know. I just like that too. Uh, you know, it's just showing that Women can be strong, independent badasses. However, we are human mm-hmm. and we can only do the best we can, mm-hmm. especially in this fucked up situation. Yeah, I would. I, you know, we we would just both like to see more movies like this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where where women are capable and they're being badass and they're friends and they're the focus of the film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I just think 
it, it kind of stands alone in that way. Like mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, there's a lot of movies out there, but I don't think I've seen definitely a horror movie that does this yeah. as well yeah. as The Descent does. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, what are we, do we know what we're watching next? Yes. I why, all, why do you say it like well, that? Well, I just, <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> um, I have commitment issues. Why? Um, I don't know. Just because I'm like, if I say it, then it's stuck in stone and we have to do it. Let's do it though. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't like, I'm a weird girl, girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm also a Pisces. We're hard to lock down. So <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's a movie that I love. Um, you don't have to say the name. No, I'm going to say it. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm going to change my ways. I'm going to be better. Really brave. Really brave. We are going to do Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I love that movie. Me too. And I haven't seen that movie in a while. Me too. It's been a minute. Yeah. So I think it's going to be so fun to watch it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, it's so fantastical. Dude, Guillermo del Toro is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it just it's so whimsical and so dark yeah. and like yeah it's a beautiful story and i just i want to i want to go more into like yeah it's sort of like horror fantasy yeah 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 i mean yeah i i love movies like that where there are it, there's it's so intentional with uh costuming and how yeah. creatures look yeah and, and it's a period piece it is a period mm-hmm. piece yeah and it's got a good little review at the end too. Yeah, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm yeah. excited too. Um, I just have to get over my little like misgivings about it. I just get stressed out. I think when it's my turn to pick. Yeah, that's um, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm getting better. Um, and I, I also think that's a great pick, Serena. Thanks, Jasmine. Yeah, I appreciate you. You. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I think this was a great conversation and. You know, as far as the podcast goes, we, you know, it's our fourth episode. Mm-hmm. We're fucking killing it, I yes. think, with, you know, just like staying consistent and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have some people on social media that are like really excited to it's hear really about cute. the podcast. Yeah. And like, I'm so stoked to share with everybody mm-hmm. and like kind of build like a little group around the podcast mm-hmm. and and just like sharing in this love that we have Um and, you know, I just it just feels kind of nice to have like a little growing community. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. Well, you're also I mean, I think this episode will be out when the podcast is actually like out in the world yeah. and it's going to be doing its thing. But you, you've been doing a lot. And I just want to take this opportunity to just like appreciate the shit out of you because <laughs> you are you are driving the ship right now and it's because you have you're, you're totally like you have all the skills and you just know what to do and i know like it's just a lot you are doing and so i love and appreciate you Thanks, and dude um yeah, you're, you're killing it. Thanks, dude. I mean, I'm really just a crawler who's blind and navigating <laughs> the world, clawing through, trying to make shit happen. Yeah. So, you know, doing my best, though. We are doing the best <laughs> we can. Um, but yeah, just to kind of close up, I would love to do some sort of like what I really want to do. Yes. What's on my heart is I want to make stickers. Yeah. I want to make stickers and I want to do like a little giveaway maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, if folks 
can send like a screenshot maybe of like um, them writing a review and mm-hmm. rating the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we do a giveaway. Yeah. Um, and like a send raffle. you send you a little sticker. Yeah. About you know and just we we just want to really like recognize how appreciative we are of our like early listeners and followers yes. and um, yeah so so stay tuned for that but definitely leave us a rating and review. Mm-hmm. wherever you're listening right now mm-hmm. um and follow us on instagram and tiktok yes at uh babes from a black lagoon mm-hmm. yes just just that just that just that <laughs> simple all right jazz you want to give us our little outro sure well dear listeners uh there's only one thing for us to learn from this movie and it's please don't go spelunking into a cave without a guidebook or with a narcissistic asshole who is just doing it so they can heal and totally just does doesn't put anyone else's feelings or safety before their own. Um, and yeah, maybe just stay home. Yeah. But, you know, also don't just stay home. Yeah. Just bring the guidebook. Yeah. Just like, you know, bring your first aid kit mm-hmm. and uh, have an a, uh, plan A, mm-hmm. also B and C. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's great advice, Jazz. Thanks, Serena. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks all for listening to this episode. We'll see you guys next time with our commentary of Pan's Labyrinth. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.